As you know, the On Farm podcast is brought to you by the team at Seen and Heard PR and Marketing. And I just wanted to remind you about a new initiative that's happening here called On Record. On Record is a project to preserve voices, stories and memories for the future with your very own audio recording. So we're recording memories of rural life. We're travelling around Scotland, working with families and organisations to capture precious voices of family members or staff members or long-serving office bearers to preserve those for posterity and sometimes for historical value. So if you think this project is something that you'd like to be involved in and maybe you have a grandparent or a parent that you'd like to capture on audio while you can, please do get in touch. You can find out more at onrecordmemories.co.uk. And welcome to the On Farm podcast. This is Anna, and I was planning to record this little introduction to the podcast outside with the horses, but um, I think today is possibly the rainiest and wettest day we've had this summer, so I've wimped out and uh, I'm indoors instead. The reason why I wanted to record with the horses is because this episode is all about equine pilates. Now, I love horse riding and it's been a huge part of my life for a very long time, but as I start to, to get older, um, I've been starting to, to notice that I've got a few aches and pains, particularly in my hip. I'm not going to lie, I was a bit worried that it might mean that my days on horseback were numbered. But this episode, we hear from Jess, who runs a brilliant and very innovative online business offering Pilates for riders. As you'll hear coming up, she's passionate about helping people to keep riding or doing whatever they love, not just riding, driving a tractor, any kind of physical activity until lunchtime on the day of their funeral. I thought that was quite a nice way of putting it. Even if you're not horsey, I do encourage you to keep listening because some of her tips on physical health uh, will be useful for anybody who's got an active lifestyle. Hello, my name is Jess Rudkin and I am the creator of Rider Pilates Club. I need to talk to you about the pretzel that I've been doing in my kitchen. But before we do that, because nobody's going to have any idea what a pretzel is, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and about your business and what you do on, on a daily basis, as it were? Absolutely. So yes, so my business is Rider Pilates Club. So I help riders all over the world, all kinds of different riders, to get straighter, more supple, stronger for riding and also all of the stuff that we have to do on the ground in terms of keeping the horses ticking over and all of the hard work that that entails. So it all runs online. I have members, uh, as I say, sort of all over the world, Australia, New Zealand, Scandinavia, Canada, America, loads in the UK. And it just works Amazing. really well, I think, because people are super busy, aren't they? So the idea of, can yeah. you find an hour a week to go to a studio somewhere at a fixed time just isn't going to happen. So, yeah, so that's me. Brilliant. And I suppose um, the COVID revolution, I suppose, in terms of online presence and online meetings, but also online learning, that will have made a big impact on what you do as well, has it? Yeah, huge. So I started this during covid not because of COVID, mm. um, but just because of sort of the timing in my life of, you know, what was sort of what was going on for me. But I think the, the the huge difference is that lots of people got used to doing things online and their learning yeah. was accelerated, wasn't it, in terms of knowing how to log on to stuff and buy stuff. And just 
and also getting used to seeing into people's houses and working out with somebody who's in their living room and you know all of that sort of stuff so it was coincidental timing but it means that it's democratized it i think for a lot of people could you tell us a little bit more about what Pilates is and how it's designed to help? I mean, I do yoga and I know there are some mm-hmm. similarities, but I'm not particularly familiar with Pilates myself. Um, can you tell us a bit more about it? Sure. So it was actually originally designed and created by Joseph Pilates, which is where the name comes from. Oh, I didn't even know um, that. See, I've learned something already. <laughs> I know. Well, it feels like, what, what are these Pilates that yes. we do and why? There are multiple of them. Yeah. Um, so he created it actually as a rehabilitation program for, I think it was primarily for dancers, okay. but for people who needed rehabbing from injuries and particularly things around you know, the back, any injuries really, and for people to sort of restore fully functional movement. So some of it feels like a bit yogury and a bit stretchy. Mm-hmm. The, the difference between it and yoga is it, it really focuses on strengthening of muscles as well in a way that yoga less so. Mm-hmm. It doesn't bring with it the sort of, uh, and different people do their yoga in different ways, but it doesn't bring with it the sort of like, sort of spiritually kind of side that, oh, that some people yes. would associate with yoga. Yeah. It's very practical. He wanted to get dancers back on the stage. Mm-hmm. So lots of body weight or moving your limbs around and doing things with your core and being really focused on your breathing and exactly it's very precise it's about exactly which muscles are you using to do what the core of it no pun intended is really (laughs) about how you use the deepest foundational muscles connected right back to your breathing but very much about how you use and activate the muscles so that everything's really functional in how it works and you're very functional through the back Mm -hmm. and through all of the muscles through the torso which support back so other people will come across it when their gp refers them for back pain and it's very common and getting increasingly common which is brilliant for gps to refer people rather than just saying here take some more NSAIDs or anti yeah, or painkillers, yeah. go and do some Pilates. And actually, it was back pain that got me to it in the first instance. Oh, okay. Your own back pain. You were searching for a, a solution, a non, a non-chemical yeah. solution to, to to that. Yeah. So I'd grown up, um, and I'd always ridden, but I, as a kid, I rode in quite a uncultured kind of way in the way that lots of us do when you sort of learn and then just get on with it and you become quite self-taught so it wasn't really when I first came to it it wasn't um, massively about improving my riding because I actually wasn't riding at the point at which Mm -hmm. I came to it but I'd had back pain since I could ever remember and it had always been the story in our family that that's just something that the women in our family are afflicted with and need to suffer from right Um, yeah and so i would ache most days Mm. nothing you know enough to kind of necessarily go to the doctor about but just enough to affect how how I was living and so I was looking for ways to fix it and I had my first go at Pilates probably about 25 years ago back when only slightly weird people did it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and I went along to I can't remember if I did it on DVD or went to a class now but I remember my first experience of it of the next day and just being blown away from day one about the impact that it had on how my back felt and I was like wow right, there's something in this wow. so yeah so that, that's what got me there in the first place is why I'm now a bit obsessive about it for people with with back trouble yeah, which is goodness. most people <laughs> this might be an over over generalization but but my suspicion is that that people in the rural population doing in some cases manual jobs are perhaps more prone to aches and pains and less 
enthusiastic about going to see somebody to get see a doctor to get oh. it fixed. So it sounds as though you have a potential solution, not just for horse riders, but for everybody. And, and, but I'm guessing, kind of leading on from that, I'm guessing it's particularly in your case, but perhaps in general, Pilates is no longer just about rehabilitation, but it's also about improvement so you're not necessarily trying to fix something that's hurting although in your case you've your back i i hope is is far better but it's also about um for horse riders improving posture to improve the way their balance improve the way that they ride and and i guess the results they get as well yeah yeah 100 percent. so um so yes to answer your sort of first question about my back i never get backache now wow. i can do whatever i want and it never it never hurts which is amazing, is amazing which is yeah, I bet you um, never thought that would happen if you'd had it for no, such a long time. No, I really, I really didn't, and I genuinely believed that it was, you know, there was something anatomical wrong with the women in our family because Gosh. that's what I've been told, and we'd always had yeah. it. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so then it's more commonly now used just as a really good form of exercise. Yes, people get referred for rehab, but um, there are lots of people that just really enjoy the balance of. It's quite, it's quite sort of slow and considered. So if you're not a gym bunny that doesn't mm-hmm. want to like go and you know heft stuff around or do you know crazy hit cardio or whatever lots of people just like the pace of it but for riders it's exceptional um now i should say that what i do in rider pilates club because i've also added in gym instructing biomechanics and personal training qualifications so that i can really have a a, it's a bit of a mixed bag of what i do with a sort of pilates foundation so people will go along to it and the pretzel which we'll talk about later people don't go and ask for that in your pilates class because they won't know what you're talking about (laughs) um so uh, it, it really then became a journey. Once I'd sorted my back out, it became a journey of discovery for me. I was sitting on the horse and I was quite effective, but I just felt, why can't I sit quite how I see amazing other riders mm. sitting? Why is it that my, my coach is asking me to do this thing with my upper leg and my leg just doesn't move in that direction? And, you know, and, and so those sorts of frustrations, and I always felt slightly wonky and we all have just like the horses do have natural asymmetry mm-hmm. and so it was it was then trying to find what was the right kind of exercise and solutions for me for that so that I could be a better rider because I and I have I believe now that I have proven through my own sort of experience and, and lots of my clients that we are better riders than we believe we are because our body gets in the way and our, our, our lack of straightness gets in the way mm. and when you unlock it suddenly everything just accelerates and we can talk more about that, but just to answer your question about people in the in rural communities and rural life and horse people, you're absolutely right that a lot about our lifestyle is brilliant for us and that it keeps us so active and purposeful and strong. And then on the flip side of that, it is really bloody awful for us because we do so much of that in a way that's not quite functional, not quite straight. Yes, yes. And so we can be really strong, but actually quite crocked. Yeah, and I, I suppose for so many people, um, it's about getting the job done and trying to get it done efficiently and taking care of livestock or whatever whatever it might be that you're doing as your job and your own well-being. And we see this in mental health as well. Yep. Your own well-being being falls to the bottom of the priority pile um 100%. but actually um what's that phrase that, that saying and if you don't look after your well-being then you'll for, be forced to take time off for for mm. illness you know it's, you've you've got to look after yourself and i suppose the same applies and and i do hear frequently stories of people you know they're struggling because of of 
aches and pains and not able mm-hmm. to do the job that they want to be doing. Absolutely. And I think it's, you know, especially as we get a little bit older, by which unfortunately, when you deal with the sort of the science of getting older is pretty much anywhere over about 35, which mm. is horrifying. You know, lots of things that we need we need to work harder and be more conscious in order to we can't get away with the stuff that we used to be no. able to get away with yeah so i have a saying as well that um you know would apply to farming and and all of those other things that all of our people are so passionate about which is i plan to do this until lunchtime on the day of my funeral and that <sighs> means i'm going to need to make sure that i can do it and i want to do it well yes, yes so yeah so you're you're absolutely right we are the worst at it you know the the animals the land, the horse, sometimes the kids, <laughs> and then we're somewhere sort of down here, you know? Yes, and it's supposed to be normal because we're passionate about what we do. So so most of my people come to me for it because they want to be, lots of them say it's because they want to be fairer on their horse and they want to be better for their mm. horse. Because mm. it's almost like it's not okay to say, actually, I'd like to feel better. But do you know what? It, it is okay to say that. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah, of course it is. And what you're doing, you know, is is working in, in more ways than one. You know, it's in that you've got a, f- a phenomenal Facebook community. You've got a group on Facebook with over 16,000 members, which is fabulous. And they're a hugely engaged and positive group, um, many pe- many of whom have seen benefits as a result of, of following what you do. So that must be a great feeling, knowing that you're helping so many people. But it also proves that what you're doing is needed, surely. Well, I mean, first of all, thank you for the massive compliment on the community. They're awesome. They're absolutely brilliant. And the scale with which it has taken off and the sort of the the depth of what it's meant to people has surprised even me. You know, I I found all this stuff to sort of fix my own blockages Mm. and issues and then thought, you know, I really need to share this because this is crazy. This can make such a difference. And, you know, it's, it's, I want everybody to feel like this. And so, it has massively snowballed and as you say we've got this community on uh, it's primarily through Facebook at the moment mm-hmm. and lots of people who engage engage on email and you're absolutely right there is nothing for me more rewarding than when somebody contacts me to say and I get this quite a lot where people say you know I actually was thinking that I was gonna have to give up mm. I've made everybody sound really broken now but obviously these are just and they're not you know I've got lots of um, I've got elite dressage riders I've got you know show jumping coaches I've got you know professional coach I've got all sort everybody from what you know in a professional endurance riders and all sorts but the ones that is probably are most passionate about letting me know about the impact are those guys who a lot of them were saying, you know, I, I was in, I was so uncomfortable, I thought I was going to need to give up, or I had bought a horse and I just thought I was going to have to sell it and get something less ambitious, should we say, mm-hmm. because I felt like my body couldn't keep up with it, and now I realise that actually I just needed to tweak a few things, and quite quickly yeah. everything is changing. And that for me is, that's that's super rewarding because um, that's what we all want. You know, we do this because we're all a bit mad and obsessive and everybody who's listening to this who is a horse person or has horse people in their family will know we're a bit weird (laughs) and a bit obsessed. Certainly obsessed, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so to help people with that and for them to realise they're better and they can do more than they thought they could do, whether that is... Um, you know, one of my clients the other day, you know, I'm working with somebody at the moment who is desperate to get her cob to pre-St. George level dressage, which is oh, wow. for, non-horse, yeah, yeah. for non-horse people is the level at which you get to wear the daft tailcoat. <laughs> yes. Um, and a cob. And what a lovely sight to see that would be. 
Ex- mm. Exactly. And, you know, and that's hard work on you physically mm. because they tend to be quite heavy horses and you need to have quite a lot of leverage through your core to be able to help them up. So, um, so yeah, so it, it's, it's, it's insanely rewarding and people contact me every day about different things. And so, yeah, it, it's brilliant. I'm, I feel really lucky to have managed to bring these people together because they make it. Totally. And, and, you know, I'm not going to lie that we've been doing this podcast for three years and there probably have been one or two occasions where I've had to kind of exaggerate my enthusiasm for something um, in order to be polite. Um, But here, I'm absolutely not because I just literally said to my husband last week, we were talking about horses and horse transport and stuff and I literally said to my husband last week I was like you know with with the way my hip is at the moment I you know I might give myself another five years riding and then after that I actually wonder if I'm good if I'm going to be able to keep it going because I get a lot of pain in my right hip Uh but now I feel and I haven't even started you know doing any of your courses yet apart from the the pretzel which we'll talk about in a second (laughs) I now feel as though that there may well be you know a a, a solution for this and yes okay maybe you know maybe I've got a dodgy hip but I'm certain that um, there are improvements that can be made by following your course. And so I feel as though, yeah, there's light at the end of the tunnel and really positive. And, and that would apply to non-horse riders as well. I think you know, everything you've said about healing and about rehabilitation applies to everybody with aches and pains. You know, my husband is an example. You know, he drives a tractor a lot. He says most of the time, if he's got a piece of kit behind him, most of the time his hands are on the steering wheel, but his neck Mm -hmm. and shoulders Mm -hmm. are facing the back and it's Mm -hmm. always turning to the right. Mm -hmm. Doing that, you know, for hours every day has an impact. A hundred percent. And one of the things that... So I have some people who are in who... When they join the group, I have some little joining questions that people answer because it's useful for me to know sort of, you know, just a sense of what kind of riding do people do? And quite a few people say, I don't ride, but my friend does and told me that I need this. (laughs) Um, And then I have lots of husbands. They sometimes get referred to as potatoes by their um, slightly less uh, than endearing wives. (laughs) Husband tried it and he's a potato, Um, which I think means that he can't bend anything in any direction. Uh, Yeah. And so, yeah, we've got lots of husbands that sort of see their hear from, because obviously, you know, a lot of just a lot of horse, horsey folk t- tends to be quite female first, doesn't it? So yeah, a lot often, of the, yeah. the members are, are originally um, women. And then we discover that hubby joins in and then suddenly hubby's like, whether it's, you know, as you say, you know, feeling better and able to move better or sometimes I get really random um, feedback like, he came back from he's a he rides motorbikes and he came back and said oh wow I was able just to swing my leg over the back of the bike without kind of climbing mm. on like a granddad like I've been feeling like I've been doing for the last few years there is so much that we can not only correct and uh, restore but we can get back more than we remember having in the first place wow if that makes sense. That's, yes that's phenomenal isn't it really if you think about it oh. um yes yeah because I um it's funny you should say about the the, the motorbike because I uh, do a bit of cycling as well and I've got mm-hmm. I've got to the point where I have to tilt my bike so far right. over just to be able to get my that le- does not it's got a quite a high bar um yeah. and you to get my like to get onto the bike it's my, my it's practically horizontal so yeah. that's and you're, and you're a horse rider too so you're always getting on your bike from the left because you can't mount from the right because yes. it feels weird yes definitely <laughs> so your dodgy right hip is not helping you no absolutely um so th- yeah th- i can see so many 
occasions where this this oh. you know, could be so useful for people because we've only got one of these bodies and yeah. if we're in a job or have a hobby that's physical we want to get as, as many years out of it as we can and we need to look after it and um, whether you know, that's about so much more isn't it it's about diet and all sorts of things but I think you know um, dealing with these things in a way that doesn't just involve popping more paracetamol is so, so yeah. positive and you're so right. So I think, you know, it's really natural for us to feel like getting everything right and doing everything that could help us be healthier is so overwhelming because there is this nutrition and hydration mm. and sleep mm. and all of that stuff that you just do, you end up doing nothing because you're like, well, where do I even start? But actually, the biggest difference that you will get. I think in lots of ways is going from zero are you doing nothing like this to help you feel better to doing something so people will say to me you know how often do I need to do it you know they they want a structure and a guidance so I give a structure and a guidance where I say do you know what if you can only manage so my sessions are always 25 minutes because I know the thought of finding an hour is just not going to happen mm -hmm. so they're 25 minutes um, and that's all in and you know and they don't get you sweaty so you can do them if you've I don't know say you uh, so you so you work you know in an office or, or wherever or, and you need to be vaguely presentable so you can do it in your lunch hour <laughs> yeah, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's not too red in the face. Exactly, mm. and you and I think you know the difference that you can make from going from zero to doing something. You will feel the biggest difference, mm. and it's to your point that as well as. So your description there, you described um, us rural folk earlier quite rightly is you know genius is it getting the job done we just get the job done mm -hmm. would you know what your body is exactly the same if you ask your body to do something it will find the muscles that it finds easiest and the postures that it finds easiest to get the job done for you and you won't notice for years that you're using completely different muscles on one side of your body from the muscles that you're mm. using on the other side of your body until suddenly something's really out of balance or you get on a horse and you're like, oh, why is that leg going that way and my other leg doesn't sit in quite the same way? Or why is that shoulder a bit and why do I struggle with whatever? And it is because your body adapts to the inputs that you put into it. It's just a system. Yes, and yes. So you can correct some of those inputs or counter some of those inputs and it will respond however well entrenched mm -hmm. your asymmetry or, or wonkiness or whatever you want to call it is it will respond and that's why pilates is so useful because and the way that i do it is we always do everything everything that involves like a limb a leg especially or a side of the pelvis we always do one side at a time so that you can really tune into how differently it's operating uh, yes. and you can tell it to operate in the way that you want it to whereas if you go and do a squat or something you know with both feet on the floor your body will get you down and get you back up again and you'll be clueless that it was using completely different mm. stuff on the left from what it was using on the right yes do you see what i mean that so you sense. train yes you get stronger but you train the asymmetry and the wonkiness in yes and so people who are usually really surprised i've got a friend who does pilates not with me just because he is elsewhere and goes to a class and what have you and he's a big cyclist and he needs it because there's a lot about road cycling he does crazy long road cycles mm -hmm. you know with his spine all rounded oh, and yes. whatever and he's he grew up he was his farmer's son grew up hefting bales at the age of 10 or whatever so has done various things to knacker his back <laughs> as a kid um and he's doing pilates and he's like it's kind of mad i'm just moving this thing like an inch or two inches and suddenly everything feels different wow. so people are really surprised by how 
is retraining those tiny little yeah, instigations micro, of the movement. Micro things, yeah. yeah. Is, would you say that what you do is suitable for children? Because my nine-year-old daughter um, is very into pony club and riding. Yeah. But often if we go for a long hack, she'll say at the end of it, or even halfway through, my, my back hurts, mummy, my back hurts. Okay. And the other thing she often says is, my stirrups are not the same length. And I, you know, I look at them and say, they, well, they are the same length. They might not feel the same length, yeah. but they are the same length. Yeah. So I'd quite yeah. like to encourage her to, to take part if, if it's safe for, for totally. growing. Totally bodies. safe for growing bodies. Yeah, absolutely. So really with growing bodies, the only thing we really want to avoid is um, is primarily sort of heavy weight related stuff, which is absolutely mm-hmm. nowhere near what we do. And brilliant for, you know, if somebody had introduced me to this at age 10 or 11, I never would have had any of those back issues. I probably wouldn't have done it no. because I'd have been like, why do I need that? Um, because yeah, I needed, yeah. needed the backache to find it. But um, yeah, brilliant for kids. And, and that description that you're just giving about feeling like one stirrup is longer or shorter than the other, which if you then extrapolate that out to what am I feeling in my body, what I'm feeling in my body is that one leg is shorter than the other, right? Because mm-hmm. the stirrups yes, are level. Yes. That comes down to what's going on in your pelvis. Uh, it's very, very rare for people to have an actual anatomical leg difference, leg length difference, mm-hmm. but it's just the muscles on one side of the pelvis are sort of holding it slightly higher in the hip and rotating yeah. it slightly and so that is what the pretzel is for so she needs not only all of pilates and she'll thank you for it later but introduce it to the pretzel <laughs> right so we, we can't mention the pretzel again without explaining what it is okay i'll give it a go right so so in essence when we so everybody has a pattern of natural asymmetry in their pelvis mm-hmm. so we have muscles that control whether the legs coming in and out right and they also get a bit involved with the moving forward and back because actually when your legs move forward and back for cycling, running, walking, whatever, there is a little bit of rotation of those thigh bones going on as well. You don't notice it as tiny, but they get involved in that as well. And these groups of muscles on either side of the pelvis, I call them the smaller glute muscles. So they're all the glute muscles that are underneath your big, what you think of as your glutes, like your butt cheek. Mm-hmm. And they have their first action this will this will make the pretzel make sense in a minute, I promise. <laughs> Their first action is about whether the leg is coming out or in, uh, sort of away from the body or, or closer in underneath you, sort of bring your feet together. But they also have a secondary action, which is to rotate the knee either out or in. And what happens when our, with our natural asymmetry in our pelvis, and we all have this pattern, is that on one side of the pelvis, one of those muscles is doing more of the share of the work. And on the other side of the pelvis, another of those muscles is doing more of the share of the work. So what you notice and what you get is it feels like one leg is slightly, when you ride, so one thigh, so if you imagine, and non-riders can imagine this too, so you're sitting astride a horse and you look down and you can see that perhaps your left thigh is nicely rolled in with the knee pointing forward and the toe pointing forward and it feels nice and long hanging underneath you and then maybe your right, the knee is slightly further away from the saddle and the foot Mm -hmm. is slightly further forward um, and that leg will feel shorter. So for your daughter, that's what's everybody has this to one side or the other and to, to a greater or lesser extent. And I didn't even, I sort of knew I had that pattern, but I didn't know what was causing it. And then I got introduced to a, an, an elite equine physio guy by the name of Andy Thomas, who has done, uh, was sort of the team physio for the US equestrian team and stuff. Wow. Mm. And he explained this pattern to me. I'm not going to pretend I discovered it because <laughs> all full hat tip to him. And he 
did some manual release on me to release my piriformis muscle on one side, which is one of those small glute muscles. And it's where people will quite often know it because they'll get, and lots of people will get this, get sciatic pain and get uh, told they've yeah. got piriformis syndrome, right? Mm-hmm. Sciatic pain is not always piriformis, but, but quite often. And he manually released it using this, like a particular sort of resistance technique. And I got on my horse two seconds later and my right leg felt six inches longer. And wow. I was like, what magic is this? <laughs> So I then needed to find a way to achieve that level of release ah, when see. we're on our own, yes, right? Yes, Because we Can't don't always all have, have elite, elite physio, physio. In, the, in the spare room. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> Just to twang us up before we get yeah. on the horse or whatever it is we're going to do. So I then went on, I went looking for, and I knew that if I left it for a few days, this pattern would reinstall itself in myself and I was testing it on me. And I was testing and trying all sorts of different ways that people were saying you could get into this muscle. And some of them sort of got a bit there, but but not quite. And eventually I sort of evolved this stretch, which involves sitting on the ground with one leg crossed across the other thigh. So it looks to some people like, you know, if you went away and Googled, you know, a glute stretch where you sit or you've been to a gym and you've sat on a mat and you've crossed one ankle bent one knee and crossed the ankle across the opposite thigh and sort of turned your body into the, and hugged your knee into your chest, right? And you get a nice sort of bit of stretch through the glutes. Mm-hmm. So it, it can look to the uninitiated a bit like that, but you're more bent, you're more curled up. <laughs> you're much more curled up. You've got a seat bone coming up and you're essentially, you're contorting yourself slightly. <laughs> it's like you've tied yourself in a little knot. And the reason why it's called the pretzel is I was doing it one day and my other half walked in and he went, what the hell are you doing? You look like a pretzel. (laughs) And so the pretzel was born. Perfect. And it essentially, it's a very difficult muscle for us to get into and it hangs on bloody tight and takes forever to let go. Mm -hmm. And so this is a position that I have found that we can use to get in deep enough to get that particular muscle to release. It becomes famous in Ryder Pilates Club because it's one of the first things I get people to try because A, although some people can't do it at first because you do need to be a little bit bendy to be able to kind of, you know, get yourself tied up into that little sort of knot shape. When you feel you've hit the spot, it is like nothing else in terms of, oh, I didn't even know there was something there to stretch. And people can really notice really easily that was tight as hell on the one side and I felt nothing on the left mm-hmm. and I'm like, great. And that's not always that way around. It, it's so instructive for people about what's going on below the surface. And when you, sometimes it takes a few weeks of repetitions. Sometimes people get like a whoosh straight away and it goes. But when you manage to get that blockage to clear, that tightness to clear, you get that feeling that I got when when that physio released mine for me manually and you get back on which you're like, oh, wow, that's where my leg's meant to be. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's the pretzel. That's the pretzel. Well, yeah, I, and I definitely noticed a difference on one side. Um, Great. The first side that I did, so that was would be sitting on my right leg. I yeah. noticed much more of a stretch on that side and then when I switched, there was less, it was less noticeable. So, yeah, it just shows, doesn't yeah. it, that... There's definitely a difference. And I, I didn't quite Nobody's hold it equal. for long enough because um, I needed to prepare for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you can be there for you can be there for ages. Like sometimes I say to people, you just if you can bear to stay there for five minutes a day yes. until it goes, then please do. Because, you know, when your body's got tightness like that, people think of it sometimes like, oh, here's a muscle that's physically short. 
and um, therefore we need to pull at it, I need to stretch it. And this is what happens. And this will happen with, you know, people who aren't riders and aren't necessarily coming at this. They just, mm. you know, maybe they've got tight from driving the tractor or from sitting a lot or from a long drive or from carrying something or whatever. And you imagine that, you know, the muscle is short and tight and therefore if you pull either end of it, it will get longer. And that's sort of the mechanism, but it also really sort of isn't. When you've got really long-term acute shortness and tightness and overwork in a muscle, what happens if you try to start pulling at it too much, if you get a bit alpha about it and you sort of pull at it a bit hard, there are sensors for... I won't use the sort of biological, the um, sort of you know physiological terms because it's they, they don't make any sense. I'll just use my sort of terms for it. There are there are sensors in the muscles and the tendons that attach to the muscles, which are designed to notice if the muscle is coming under stretch pressure mm-hmm. and to th- and to protect the joint that it, that muscle is attached to. So if you start to pull at a really tight overworking muscle, those sirens go off and they say, "Oh, we're getting pulled, and it's going to pull the joint, and it's going to destabilize it." And they are programmed to send a muscle a message into your central nervous system that comes back out and says, oh God, there's a pull going on there, in which case you better hold on Stop. bloody tight. <laughs> and so actually the muscle, like a horse, I don't know anything about cows and stuff, but like animals, you know, if you pull at them, they'll pull back at you. Yes. Your muscles do yes. the same thing. Yeah, so resistance. really... Mm. Exactly. So you can't physically, and they're all bigger and stronger than us. Mm-hmm. So there's no, I mean, you can damage a muscle by stretching it, but you, you like if you, um, so what you want to do and the approach that we use when we use stretching and we use lots of stuff that isn't stretching because for lots of people, stretching isn't the right answer. But when we do use a stretch, it's about going to the, to the edge of it mm-hmm. and asking the muscle to let go and saying, I'd like you to get longer and then waiting and giving it time to send those signals backwards and forwards go, are we in danger? Oh, I think, I think mm. we're all right. I think we're probably okay. Do you see what I mean? Yes, Whereas if yes. you go, oh, Christ, my back's really bad, and you give it a quick tug and hope that it's going to fix it, you're just encouraging it to get tighter. Yes, that makes total sense, total sense. So how can people become part of your community? How can they learn from you? How how does it all work? You know, as you've said, this is all online, mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter where yeah. our listeners are, they can engage with you. But how how do they do that? So probably if you use Facebook, that would be the place to find the community. And you're very welcome in the community, whether or not you're horsey. You just have to put up with a lot of horsey women <laughs> waffling on about horsey stuff and some horsey fellas as well. But you're very welcome. You will find it by searching for Rider Pilates Club, which is a group on Facebook. Yeah, and then just fill in the little um, joining questions, and just it's just helpful for me to to know. Then if you ask me a question later, I can you know make sure I'm answering it in the best way for you. Um, and the way that my courses work is, as you say, they're all online, and they run in sort of eight week blocks. All of the classes that I do are recorded, so nobody needs to join at a fixed time. Oh, perfect. It's not going to happen, is it? That's going to suit the farmers, uh, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So there are there are two new sessions released each week, but you can do them at any time and repeat them as many times mm-hmm. as you like within the course to suit yourself. Um, but they do work with sort of start and end dates, if that makes sense. So I have a group of people moving through a course at, at roughly the same time. Yeah. And probably the best, if you're not on Facebook, the best thing to do is to go to riderpilatesclub.com and just leave your email address there to get on the email address list for when I next open up either the courses or your mm-hmm. best bet is to have a go at the free five-day challenge that I do 
every couple of months, which is just a free chance to have a go with it, get introduced to the pretzel. Yes. <laughs> and I also think your husband probably needs pretzel's friend flip top head and face smush, which come right. on day two Let of the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send them to you. He can have a Thank go with you. those. So yeah, and just join in with join in with the group, join in with the challenge when it next comes up. So riderpilatesclub.com to get your email on the list or Rider Pilates Club if you're on Facebook. Brilliant. I think that's been so interesting and I feel positive now that my riding days might not be as numbered mm. as I thought they were, um, which is brilliant. Um, but but also, you know, speaking on behalf of the non-riders as well, I think if you've got any aches and pains, which uh, defy anybody to that doesn't you know just says they don't yeah. have any, um, Pilates could well be the solution for you instead of uh, painkillers. Or you know, not that there's anything wrong with yeah. painkillers if you need them, but um, yeah, something to investigate for certain. So I'm really glad that we've spoken to you. No, there you're so right. There is you know, and you'll find Pilates everywhere. It's all over the place now. You mm-hmm. know, if if learning online or being around a load of horsey women doesn't sound super appealing <laughs> to you, um, then you know, please do seek it out because there is so much so much that we can do to help ourselves yes i think that's the key message isn't yeah. it really um, huge yeah we've got the power to to help ourselves to a large degree and that that's that's a really 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 positive thing and it doesn't take a lot genuinely going from zero to doing a bit will make the biggest difference for you so you know if you can fit in 20 minutes a couple of times mm-hmm. a week you will make a big difference Amazing. Thank you. So that was really great speaking to Jess Rudkin there. I, as I say, really learned something and uh, have started to do some of her Pilates in my uh, spare bedroom because it really does make a difference. So um, there's a link in the show notes to the Rider Pilates Club if you're interested in joining. And do remember, it's not just for horse riders, although that is what Jess specialises in. Um, So check out what she does. It's obviously very clever stuff. And um, thank you very much for listening. We will be back again next week. Mm -hmm.